they get to join a, a little group where they're kind of accountable to each other and they get trained and, you know, they'll have a Bible study and, and a lot of people actually come to Christ uh, through uh, getting these loans. There's a, there's a real spiritual element to this as well, isn't there? There is in the Philippines, and that's a, that's a characteristic of the Philippines. It's a little different in other countries. We work in India and Indonesia. You, don't, you won't see that as often in those places. But um, what you do see is this peer connection, this community, which is very strong. Um, and uh, unlike us, we all do financial services and banking individually and quite secretly, quite appropriately in these in, in, in microfinance circles, it's usually done with women and in groups, mm. and they help each other in their businesses. Uh, so there's yeah, there's financial literacy training and other and other connections, and and really what there is is sowing the seeds of hope mm. and, you, and and confidence. And time and time again, you see people like you saw women who at the start of the process are very gun shy. Um, not confident um, and in the most extreme cases almost non-human which sounds dramatic but that's what it actually looks like in India Mm. in in, um, uh, Dalit communities Um, through to once somebody's got confidence been their little business is going they're actually earning some money able to send their kids to school put food on the table more than just one meal a day two or three meals a day then they've become someone and um, then there's a confidence there and um, they get in these groups and they help each other develop. I I can remember one of the young girls I interviewed in the Philippines, uh, you know, her mum had been given a loan many years ago and then they were out of extreme poverty and uh, starting to, you know, get back on their feet with their business. And then they actually started like a soup kitchen for the homeless near them, which they've been doing for 10 years. And now this young girl has got a scholarship to some university in the States and she just won some big award. You you know the one I'm talking about? I do. Yeah, Yeah. Samina. So, um, yeah, she's our our pin-up girl um, in terms of microfinance uh, result, if you like, because her mother um, is this client who had this sort of desperately poor life and heartbreak that the kids couldn't even they couldn't even afford to send the kids to school and then it all it all worked and mm. and Amina um, did did finish university and come back in to help other people so mm. I, I, we love that I mean uh, the, the, it's interesting the there'll be a disaster somewhere in the war, in the world so when Typhoon Haiyan cleaned up the south of the Philippines some of our clients in Africa gave money to support those people who lost their homes in the Philippines. Now these are these are people living in villages in Africa, which don't earn five bucks a day. Probably don't earn two bucks a day. Mm. Um, making donations for other people. So that's a that's a beautiful transformative spirit of generosity. Um, and we we see we see donors in Australia transformed as they're generous, and we see people living in poverty transformed as they're given a, a hand up. And to the extent of someone coming back to help others, it's a terrific thing. And, you know, uh, talking about uh, another history maker, uh, you know, I was so impressed uh, with Mark, who uh, is, is the man on the ground in the Philippines. He's been over there, I think, for 20 years with his wife and kids. So what, what a great uh, man of God he is. A bit less than that. But Mark Daniels is a great guy. Yes. Yeah. Um, he's, a, he's an Aussie through and through, um, but he's become Filipino and uh, 
is uh, a legend in when the karaoke starts up and his <laughs> bad singing of Hey Jude. But but Mark is the Mark's the sort of guy who will sleep in the slum. Uh, he 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 just associates. He is oh, well. How do I say it? Mark's Christ-like. He associates with mm. those who don't. Mm. Um, he comes alongside and. Um, he 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 honours and values people who others will not will not see, and we love that about him. And that's that's what we, you know, Opportunity is a Christian organisation. We work with helping people of any faith. Uh, we work through partners who have different motivations to us. We're we're trying to just honour God's command to love and serve poor people. And our favourite story is the Good Samaritan. You know the the costly risky love uh, of a of someone who said you know not didn't say what will happen to me if but said what will happen to them if i don't mm. it's great that uh, you you talk about the parable of the good samaritan and, and it is very much uh, very similar to what you guys do you you find people in trouble and you help them out but the other parable i was thinking of a lot with with regards to you guys uh, when on my trip was the parable of the talents you know, where the the the, uh, the manager yeah. gave five, two, and one talents to th- three different staff, and the five and the two they doubled their talent and got got a return on investment. But the the other guy buried his talent. Uh, you guys are literally giving out because talents is a financial term, isn't it? Uh, in in biblical times, yes. you're actually yes. giving out finances, and and is it ninety seven percent of them get repaid? Is that right? Yes, it, it is like that. It's it's some very high. You know, it's ninety seven, ninety eight percent of the money's given back. So. Look, when David Bissot started doing this, he was criticised because he was asking the poor people to pay him back. Um, but there's a there's an equality in that. There's a dignity in that. We are very about financial services inclusion. So uh, I was asked yesterday, why are we passionate about responsible financial inclusion? And um, the Prime Minister of Canada gave the answer the other day, and, and it was just what in. 2017 question mark you know we people don't have this um that's what i find uh on my heart is to see people have possibilities options can make something of their lives um john 10 10 you know life to the full now i know that's about relationship with god as well um primarily but it's also about life here. Um, I I was in the middle of India one day. We we walked as we we drove as far as we could drive. We had to get out of the cars and walk the rest of the way into this village of mud huts in the middle of India. And uh, we we through translators talked to these people who become microfinance clients, and they were saying how their lives had changed. They they could trade more stock, and they could uh, they were earning income. But they also said. They were always sick. The water in the well was bad. That's because there were no toilets in this village. That's typical for India, actually. The majority of people in that country don't have access to toilets. So the water was bad. And then one lady took us into her house. Well, it was a mud hut and it was pitch black. It was the middle of a sunny day and there were goats in there. I knew there were goats in there because I could smell them. I couldn't see a thing. And then it just struck me that nothing had changed. This was like the parable Jesus told of the woman who lost a coin and had to sweep her house to find the coin. Who sweeps to find a coin? Mm. 
or people whose houses are pitch black dark. And I thought, nothing's changed here for 2,000 years. Mm. You know, except they had microfinance loans and mobile phones. And you go, you know, in this day and age, we've got to do what we can to make life for people like this something brighter, something something where they have hope, where they have, have options, where their kids can go to school, learn to be something, not be trapped in poverty. And I love the fact that you guys, you know, your slogan is, you know, not just giving a hand out, but a hand up. And I've often thought of uh, the saying, when you give to Opportunity International, it's like the gift that keeps on giving because yeah. it, it literally yeah. is. When you, you know, yeah. when you give a, a loan to someone, they pay it back and then you pass on to someone else and it literally does keep on going, doesn't it? It, it does, yeah. That's the, that's the beauty of the financial model, if you like, the, and the high repayment rates. And because the organizations we work through are sustainable themselves, the donations do keep keep going. Um, look, look, it, that all sounds wonderful, and it is. Um, life's not always just as simple as that. I mean, if there is bad water in the well and they're always sick, we have to deal with health. Mm. And if there's domestic violence, we have to deal with that. Or else you know, our glorious goal of empowering people, you know, would just hit a hurdle. But that's that's development, that you, you look at those things and you go, okay, we need to partner with people who can bring services to, to town to deal with those things too. We don't do those things, but others do. So that's our model. We we love holding things loosely and partnering with others and what we see is God blesses that. And a lot of the the clients that you deal with are women, uh, and you're empowering women. What, what percentage uh, of your clients are, are female? Well, it, this is a great question. So in the Philippines, it's uh, probably in the high eighty percent, but across the Asian portfolio, it's it's in the mid nineties. Wow. Um, so pretty much all the part, all the clients in India and Indonesia, where we have a big program, both those countries, they're they're women and. In Indonesia, in sorry, in the Philippines, there are males as well, and a lot of the guys have agricultural loans, so um, they're farmers and they they have a larger loan, and the repayment rates are geared to harvest time. But the group loans, where you saw the women sitting together, they're pretty well all women, and there's something about women working together nicely. So the social aspect of that, there's um, often the man in the household is far is doing whatever day labour work he can, which means he's often in a different place, has to move away for a while. Um, whereas mum's home in the family home with the kids, and she's able to do some sewing there, or run a kiosk there, or raise some animals there. So it fits uh, mothers, if you like, and mothers invest in their kids mm, wonderful. and this is um, time and time again I'll say so ladies you know tell me about you and they'll all say none of us have ever finished school or my daughter is the first one to to learn to read but all our daughters are in school or finished school or you know it's always about the kids Wonderful. Well, it is such a great organisation and uh, really want to uh, pray that the Lord continues to open doors for 
Opportunity International to minister to more people across the nations. And once again, uh, Robert, uh, congratulations on your new appointment as Global <laughs> Executive Director. Uh, good to hear that, uh, that there's an Aussie out there, you know, representing all, all across the nations. Yeah, thank you. Thanks, Matt. Great talking with you. And once again, if people find out more details, the website is opportunity.org.au. They can find all the details there. You're also on uh, social media. People can look up Opportunity International Australia. God bless you, Robert. Thanks for your time. Thank you, Matt. Thank you. Plus you too. Thanks for joining us on History Makers. If you'd like to listen to this interview again, just go to historymakers.tv. There you'll find links to Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. You can subscribe to our iTunes podcast or check out our YouTube clips. And you can find out about History Makers TV. We are a faith-based ministry and we appreciate every donation. You know, the vision of History Makers is to share the good news of Jesus Christ to the nations of the world. If you'd like to partner with us, send us an email, info at historymakersradio.com. God bless you. Have an awesome day. I'm Matt Prater. And why don't you go and make history? History Makers. History Makers is proudly sponsored by Bible League, who serve the local church and other partners around the world by providing Bibles, scripture materials and training to help people meet Jesus. They provide God's word to a lost and needy world. Bible League plants Bibles in prisons, among persecuted Christians and in poor nations, bringing the love and light of Christ into many people's lives around the world. Make history today by joining our friends at Bible League and planting a Bible that will help someone meet Jesus. Go to bl.org.au. Station sponsor.